0: I heard this quote this week, and I want to—I want to just expound on it for a minute. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the quote. Um, <laughs> it's the first part of that It'll quote. Remember? say? Gosh, it was a great quote too but I'll butcher it now if I try to say something about it. Um, It was something like this. Hopefully this doesn't get butchered. But it it, it was a real, it was a catchy phrase. But it was that your present circumstance is not your portion. Was it? What was the other word? What was the other word? Was there another word that? What? You, your. Okay. Your condition. Present condition. Yes. Yeah. You, your present condition is not your portion. Because your portion, your portion from God, are His promises. Your present condition is not your portion because your present condition is subject to change. My portion is everything that is promised to me. Sickness may be, or the symptoms of sickness may be a present condition, but that's not your portion. Your portion is divine health and healing. And on and on and on and on. Just fit these two together. And uh, what I'm going to talk about tonight, um, we're, we're talking about the name of Jesus and the power that's in the name. But I'm going to talk about, the title of my message tonight is, The, the, the Name is Miraculous. Just in itself. The, the name of Jesus is miraculous. Um, I've got a, I've got a definition of miraculous, and I want you to, I want you to take time to meditate on this and, and think it through. But the miraculous, or, or miracles, a miracle is an unusual, uncommon an unnatural event or manifestation caused by supernatural intervention. That's what what a miracle is. Um, Some people think that that a miracle is something that comes in in the last hour as a result of desperation. And... The manifestation may be in the last hour, but that's not a miracle. And so, I'm going to just talk about everything that is miraculous. Everything that's in God that's miraculous. I'm just going to kind of go over a list of things. Because I want us to, I want us to think about how important it is that we live every day in in the miraculous, in the uncommon, the unusual, the unnatural, that we live in that every day instead of living in the natural and the common tolerating things and, and just settling for things because that's what's common to man. People will tell you you can't do a certain thing that's uncommon because, well, that's never been done. Or most of the time when people have tried something like that, they've failed. It's a lie. God created you and I, spirit, spirit, We weren't created flesh first, we were created spirit. And so, I just want to look at a few things. When Jesus came into the world, did he come into the world in a common form? It it was common, it was a natural common thing for 16 year old girls to be impregnated and never having physical relationships absolutely not the most uncommon thing that has never been able to be figured out and so you have people today that don't believe in god right they don't they don't believe in god and they don't believe in the blood of jesus because they can't understand how that happened you have to believe that by faith yes so his his entrance into the world was very uncommon so what do you call that it's miraculous it was miraculous in its making, in its design. It was miraculous. Um, his whole life was not the norm. His death was a death like no other human has ever experienced ever in the, in, in the history of the world, ever. Not, not a million deaths put together could even compare to the death as a human being that he died. Miraculous. Miraculous. A human being should not have been able to take on all the sins of mankind that ever were, ever were in that day and ever would be upon his own body. No human being could have should should have been able to withstand that kind. It was miraculous in its making. Man, miraculous. Your salvation is miraculous. for a person to come into an environment like like an environment like this where the word is being preached or however people however a person gets born again and to believe what someone says about the God of the Bible and how you get born a second time for a person to actually go beyond their reasoning mind and believe that that is true is a miracle. It's a miracle. (laughs) It's literally a miracle. The fact that you're born again is a miracle. Because your natural mind, even after you're born again, the devil will work through your natural mind, your reasoning mind, to try to convince you that you're not. If you're to tell me, since you've been born again, that you've never had thoughts... That maybe I'm not saved because of mistakes you made? You're lying. Everybody's had those thoughts. Everybody's had thoughts that have bombarded their mind. I didn't say you believe the thoughts. I'm saying everybody has different thoughts for different reasons. Only only ability that the enemy has to work on your life is through your mind. But the mind is common. The spirit is uncommon. Say this after me. I am uncommon. I am spiritually say it spiritually weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> every answer to prayer, when you pray something and you get an answer, every answer to prayer is miraculous. Every single answer to prayer is a miracle. Amen. <clears throat> every time your natural mind, every time that your natural mind overcomes something in the natural, you overcome. You, you that your your. your you're battling in your mind and yet you take the word and you put the word to work and you overcome, it's miraculous. It is literally miraculous every single time that that happens. When reason takes place in your life, faith is nullified. And when that happens, then the uncommon now becomes common again. So what was uncommon working in your life begins to fade out, and then common things begin to take hold. And it will work that way every single time. You take a vacation from the Word of God and meditating on spiritual things. You know, every one of us sitting in here today, we all live busy lives. We do all kinds of things. You, you, especially if you work for someone else, you work somewhere and you work for someone else. You, you can't walk around, and and be quoting the word out loud. J- James works at Cracker Barrel. He's the manager. Man, how how many eaten at Cracker Barrel lately? And it is dang good. Woo! But but he can't walk around there, confessing the word in front of all the customers because they probably, I don't know, maybe Cracker Barrel wouldn't totally mind. But but it, it's not going to work. Okay, so. So when you're working for someone else, you have responsibility. But God understands that. And the time you're not at work, that's what you're in control of. And and what I'm in control of, the time that I have control of, I've got to be able to, to balance that and make sure that there's enough time spent in meditation of God. Because if I vacation that, all of a sudden... I'm going to be living in the common world and my natural mind will talk me out of believing for supernatural things, for uncommon things manifesting. Um, several years back, um, something had come against my physical body and all through my born-again life, when, when sickness would come, I mean, you can ask my family, when things would come at me, I, 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 would, I would go after them. And I saw things time and time and time again leave my body. I saw things time and time and time again leave my children's body, my wife's body, our family. We, we warred against specific things, and we saw things happen. And there was a time period when we were going through we were battling some things and just going through some, some challenges in life and was spending a lot of time in the natural because we were forced to, to do other things, I allowed myself in my head to get away from the Word. Not, not that I was, I was totally away from the Word, but I had too much meditation time on natural things. And over time, one day, Something that attacked my body, and the Lord said, you know, you didn't used to respond that way. You used to attack that thing. You used to put the word on that. And he showed me the reason you're not doing it now is because you're not meditating on it like you should be. See, we don't don't meditate less as we grow older. We've got to meditate more in the things of God. We've got to be challenged that much more. We've got to be challenged to watch our mouth even more than we ever have challenge what we look at and what we listen to. Yeah, well, you know, I'm tired and I, I deserved a break. And Yeah, you deserve it. Everybody, uh, well, you really don't deserve a break. You deserve everything that God has. We, we actually don't deserve anything, but because of the grace of God and the righteousness of God, He's given us everything. Amen? And so, I don't have a right to take a break and be lazy and do whatever I want to do. I don't have a right to do that, but I have the liberty to do whatever he says, and he knows your soul needs a break. He knows that. God knows it. He made your soul to need some downtime. But that downtime can't be every other day. It doesn't work. Because you start doing it every other day, then you'll do it every day, and then you'll do it multiple times a day, and then you'll just be living mentally on vacation. You can't do it. You have to guard and protect your heart and your mind. Do people in this nation, in this country, the people around you, do people want miracles? Yes. I mean, who doesn't want a miracle, saved or unsaved? Right? Who doesn't want to see a miracle? And again, what I told you, a lot of people have a have a definition of a miracle as something that maybe if they do enough that God's going to feel bad for them and he's going to come through in the in the last hour. But that's not what we see in the word. See, he's not a last hour God. He's a never late, a dollar short ever God. Yeah. Ever. He's never been. See, but he's a re- he, he's not a respecter, he's not one that focuses just on need. He's a respecter of faith and how faith is developing around certain things that we live in see and and that's where we have to live our life so a lot of times your reasoning mind will say well you know God's not doing anything for me because you're not seeing a manifestation in a certain area or whatever. But, but the manifestation is not your, your responsibility. One plants and one waters, but God brings the increase. So we live our life planting and watering, positioning ourselves to receive from God, but the increase will come because God can't lie. If he said by his stripes we were healed and healing is for everybody, then healing will manifest if I'm in a place where I'm developing faith and trust and confidence in God. Now, I'm going to show you a couple things in a couple of verses of Scripture that are vital about this because we're living in a day... When everything that's been invested, you've heard me say this a number of times in the last couple of months, but everything that has been invested in the name of Jesus was invested for you and I to have so we don't live on the earth like we have no help. The name of Jesus has everything in it that you and I need. And everything that he created for you to live and walk in and operate in and receive in this life was set up for you already before the foundation of the world. I, I, I see that, I believe it more than I ever have. But understanding how miraculous that your life and my life is and the things around us really are that God intended for us to live and operate in is something we've got to understand so that Will use the faith in the name to see results happen. Um, <clears throat> I mean, this is a miracle. I mean, we're 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 reading in this book. Certain things that were penned over, that, that, that were talked about over 5,500 years ago, we're reading about those today. They were penned at different times. Everything in the New Testament was penned at different times, but everything in the New Testament, we're reading about what happened over 2,000 years ago. And it's still alive and well today, and it is head and shoulders the bestseller of any book ever on planet Earth, ever. It's a miracle. I mean, governments and nations, the devil in every way has tried to stamp this book out, burn it trying to destroy and destroy it and to convince mankind that it's that it's a fake that it's contradictory that it's it's a lie that God can't do what he said in his word that he can do this book is a miracle it's miraculous um So, I want to, what I want to say here in a minute, I want to drive this point home. Um, so, in, in, in the beginning of time that we know of in this dispensation of time, God created man but he created him in his image, and God is spirit, so he created him in the spirit realm. Okay? And the spiritual miraculous realm in, in the beginning was, it was natural for us. The spirit part was natural. Then when sin entered in, Sin entered in and it it dethroned, if you you will, it dethroned the spirit realm being dominant in us. And when that happened, then the natural reasoning mind became dominant. And for 4,000 years, the natural reasoning mind was the dominant force in the earth because God that had created man spiritual now that spiritual became an it became a common thing now the natural is what became the dominant force like it was the reasoning mind was bigger than god or the ability to hear god and do what god said because not just adam and eve but we sinned in the beginning but the grace of god reestablished the spiritual miraculous realm as being the dominant force. By, by grace are we what? Saved, right? Not by works that less, less anybody should boast, not by the works, but by grace are we saved. So what sin dethroned, grace brought it back. And now you and I, I mean, I mean, This life of faith is very difficult for man. It's difficult to live by faith. And what we do is we try to. Are you trusting God? I'm trying. Then you're not. And and I'm, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to us. So we're living our life trying to live by faith when God created us as faith beings, spiritual beings that would trust him because of what he said. But you and I have to work with our reasoning mind and let it know my natural condition is not my portion in God. My portion is what God says. Amen? And when I realize that and I embrace that and I practice that and I develop it, no matter how I feel from one day to the next and I continue to enforce and exercise that, I get the same results that he does. Same results that Jesus did. It's the way he created it to be. In 1 Corinthians 3, and verse 9, <clears throat> I want to I look at that in the, uh, 1 Corinthians Three and nine in the Amplified. For we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, and laborers together with and for God. You and I are. We are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. That's who our, we're we're laborers together with God. That's who you and I are. So we're joint heirs. We're we're, we're equal partners. He did his part for us, and now our part is to reconnect with the spiritual that he created to, to dominate in our life. We're to allow the spiritual to dominate and let the soul be a servant to our spirit. Your mind, will, and emotions, you need it. You need education. You need knowledge of specific things. But you don't need knowledge to dominate. How, how, when, When you have an opportunity that is presented to you on a daily basis, somebody's ugly to you, and you choose to walk in the love of God, how can you do that? That doesn't make any natural. That doesn't make sense it doesn 't make sense to forgive somebody that 's been ugly to you, right, especially in Texas. man, turn around and just give them a piece of my mind and the back of my hand and some and some maybe some more right, especially in Texas see what 's become common. To men is to protect themselves instead of letting God's protection work, so then we can do His will. Right? It's that element of trust. Um. <clears throat> so through through Jesus Christ and as I said earlier, the investment in his name, we have the power in the name of Jesus to renew our mind, Not and listen to me, the renewing of the mind is not just me reading the Bible or me making confessions. I tell you where the the confession part is maintenance that you do on a day-to-day basis because you need to hear yourself saying what the will of God is. But where the rubber meets the road is when you're faced with something and you choose to do God's will instead of giving in to your reasoning mind or what your flesh wants. So every single time, every time that you have the choice to do the opposite of what the will of God is, you're already empowered to do what His will is and what's right in Him. You choose. You choose... To do the opposite well you have the power to get a grip and a hold of doing things that are not pleasing to him and make the changes and that is when your mind becomes renewed there is something there's like this peace there's a there's a becky's grandma used to she used to cook these uh We'd go see them, and, and she would cook these cinnamon rolls. Oh, man. And, and the bottom of those cinnamon rolls, you'd pull them out, and they had, they had sticky to the bottom of them. Oof, you just pull them, and they're hot, and they just, like, melt in your mouth. Well, you know, in those days when my metabolism was a lot faster, <laughs> I could eat anything that wasn't tied down, and I'd lose weight, you know. And so she got to the point where, when I came to see him, she made me my own pan. <laughs> I got my own pan. Hmm? And why was I telling that story? I was—I got so into telling the story, I forgot why I was telling it. <laughs> oh man, I could see those things. All of a sudden, I could—my my jaws started tightening up because I—I was smell. I could smell those things. Why was I telling that story? Yes. A, a, yeah, but why, why did I tell that story? <laughs> because it was a good one. Um, anyway, I know what I was saying, but why did I tell that story? It had, it had to be a great point. Anyway, <clears throat> when, when you have, you, every day, every situation that we face, we can choose, because this was not about the choice of whether I was going to eat a cinnamon roll or not, I, I made that choice willingly and wanted it. <laughs> uh, but every time you, 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 there's something that you're faced with and you choose to do what's right, it's in that moment that you overcome. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, so it was, when, when I mean, we lived in, in McAllen, and when we would drive to Grandma's house, I could start smelling those cinnamon rolls, and there was this really awesome feeling that i had in my stomach it was like a yeast expansion you know (laughs) but there was this but there was something about thinking about those cinnamon rolls that just made you feel good and you know what when you do the will of god when you are kind in an in an unkind situation when you choose to take the high road instead of the natural common road that everybody else takes Something happens. You begin to be convinced that it's real, that you can actually do that, that you don't have to give in to this stuff. And then what happens is now the spirit is beginning to dominate and what can happen miraculously when you're not operating in the flesh? My point tonight is if we get a grip of the reasoning mind, the miraculous will flow. Because all the things we've talked about tonight, it's all miraculous. All of that happened because the will of God was done. Everything that that the disciples did, everything that the the disciples, when they operated in the power of the name of Jesus, man, I'm telling you, these guys were flowing in the love of God. And when we operate in that love, and we're not looking for retaliation, but we're taking the high road and we're stepping back, and we're walking in forgiveness, the miraculous begins to open up. I'm hungry for miraculous, but it's but it's not something down the road. It's happening right now, every day. The other day, I was on the phone with someone, and they were telling me about something. And the Lord said this to me: They, they were telling me about something that was going on in their life, <clears throat> and I said this to him: I said, "Do you give me permission to pray and speak the word over you right now and believe?" for you to be well in your body? And they kind of pause for a minute. I mean, somebody I, I've known for a long time. And uh, I said, do you give me permission? And he goes, well, yeah, you have, you have permission. No, no, no. Do you give me permission to exercise my faith to do that? And, and you, know, you know where that came out of? You know what that came out of? As I've been reading and, and meditating and studying on the miracles of Jesus... See, that's what happened with the people that were well in his ministry. You know, he, they came and gave him permission to release his faith. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? He said, your faith has made you whole. Her faith in the fact that he believed that what he was saying was going to happen. She said, if I can just touch him, because, man, everywhere this guy goes, miraculous happens. Why? Be, but, but yet, in his own hometown, because he was, he was uh, Brother Jesus, you know, and, and everybody knew him, just the carpenter's son, very few miracles. It wasn't because he was the son of God. That woman, that woman and many other people were healed in their bodies because they were giving him permission to release his faith. Because they said, I believe that he believes. Your faith has made, faith in what? Faith in her faith? Absolutely, she had no faith. She had faith that he had faith. Amen? That's where the miraculous comes from. And your faith rises to another level. Your faith will continually rise to new heights and levels when you walk in the love of God, when you choose to do something, something, when you're faced with something that you're being attacked with that is common to man and you choose to do the uncommon thing, that's miraculous. And that's where miracles begin to evolve and open. Gosh, man. Now watch this, 1 Corinthians 2, what time is it? Oh, man, we got lost time, an hour and a half. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. As it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him even so no one knows the things of god except the spirit of god now i want to i want to look at those two verses 10 and 11 after we read these next few now we receive not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things also, we also speak not in words which man's wisdom wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing and and connecting, actually in, in the Amplified, in verse 13 it says, combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. See, Your miraculous started the day that you got born again. The day you got born again, the infilling of the Holy Spirit came on the inside of you, and the Holy Spirit's main purpose is to reveal the truth, the promises to you, so you can use the name of Jesus that is actually the the power source to the miracles and the promises manifesting. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to teach you that. If you notice, it'd be really good for you to take verse 9 through 15 and and, and go and read these. And actually, there's a verse 16 that's with it. And, and read these verses of Scripture and look what the Holy Spirit is saying here. He said, these things we, we also speak not in words that man's wisdom teaches, but the Holy Ghost teaches. He's teaching us this. Verse 14, but the natural man... Does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For 4,000 years, humanity did not receive the things of the Spirit of God. The prophets would come, they would prophesy things and tell tell people things that were going to be a certain way man that didn't, they, you know Moses prophesied to the children of Israel miracle after miracle after miracle ten miracles and actually there's more than ten, there was, there was about fifteen different things that happened I mean, they took the the blood of bulls and goats, and they, and they marked the doorpost of their house, and the spirit of death moved over them, and they saw it happen, and all the all the different ones in, in Egypt died, but theirs didn't die. Their, their kids, their children didn't die. All kinds of miracles happened, and they get out, and they got one little difficulty, not sure how they're going to, you know, drink water or eat food instead of Joining hands with each other, taking each other's hands and declaring, Father, today what we've seen you do in Egypt, we know you're doing for us now. We rejoice and we thank you for water. If it's got to come out of a stone, we're going to worship you and praise you. Did they do that? Absolutely not. Man, complain. Did God send us out here to die? Be better if we'd eat bread and water in Egypt and be beat on in Egypt than to be out here. That's what the reasoning mind will do. See? And the natural man, the natural man, cannot receive the things of the spirit. Listen to me. if you want to live your life not knowing what God thinks, or know how to embrace and be on the receiving end of the promises of God, just stay in your reasoning mind. Every single day of my life, every day. I am challenged by something I hear, something that hopefully anymore I don't even let out of my mouth that that my reasoning mind tries to get my tongue to say, but my spirit man says, no, we're not doing it. Stop it. Shut that mess up. He speaks to me. Now he speaks to me like that. No, you're not saying that. Shut it down. Now, I begin to pray in the Spirit, and God says, I want you to do the exact opposite of what your reasoning mind just told you to do. I go do the opposite. Ooh, begins to feel like cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Start smelling those cinnamon rolls. Mmm, what a sense. Why? Because, and I, and I wrote this down this way, and, and make sure that you grab a hold of this. Um... I want, to read, I want to read this. Yes, this is where it was. Um, because sin, sin made mankind workers. Now we've got to do enough to be able to be forgiven. Sin caused mankind to be workers. Grace brought us to a place of trusting and believing in the promises of God. And the only way you will trust and believe in the promises of God is if you deal every day of your life with your reasoning mind. And I'll just tell you this, I've been saved now just a little over 40 years. And There are all different kinds of ways that the enemy, there's a real enemy out there, and I'm not focusing on him, I'm just saying, he'll try all kinds of different ways to get you stirred up. If you get victorious in a certain area, he'll come at you a different way. But I'm telling you, God's word works for your victory in everything that you face. And if you will practice it, and you'll learn to hear his voice, and allow yourself to be taught from the things of the spirit, then the things in the natural that used to be dominant will become the lesser and now your spirit man's going to dominate because listen your soul your reasoning mind and your spirit man they're after your tongue they want your tongue and your reasoning mind well you know that Fabian what what was he thinking of huh you know Randy I, I mean Fabian I cannot believe piece of whatever that piece of work he did all of a sudden see my mind because, because he, he, he maybe even did something or I heard from someone else that he did something and now I've let my reasoning mind just jump right into the mix and start talking to someone else and now I'm contaminating. You know, I'm allowing the enemy to have his way and all that's doing with me is getting me to believe in the common instead of the uncommon. See, instead of believing the best in someone, I mean, I, I'll just tell you right now, if, if anybody comes to me with some negative report about another individual, and it's a secondhand report, I don't care if it was something that my natural mind, even today, would say that that could probably be true. I'm not believing it. I'm not. I'm, I'm believing the best. The love of God believes the best in all people at all times. No matter what happens, what no matter what goes on. If we don't get a grip of the reasoning mind, you'll never see. You'll never see the spiritual side and the grace side, the believing side and the trusting side in God. Most people cannot trust and believe in God because of the fear of someone taking advantage of it or someone getting the upper hand in something that's going on we got to be delivered of it. And listen, that's just real stuff. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I'm not saying that there's sometimes not a day goes by when I can get challenged with something like that, to be intimidated by somebody. or, or I'm just talking about in the form of thoughts, thoughts coming out of nowhere. Where in the world did that come from? It doesn't matter. You ain't staying. And you're, you're definitely not getting a grip of my tongue. My tongue will speak... The word and blessing and not cursing all the days of my life. And the more I do it, it opens the door for the miraculous. (laughs) Amen? The guy I was talking to on the phone called me the next day and he said, you know what? My body feels a lot better. And I thought, did you doubt I didn't say that, but he said, my body felt a lot better. You know, you, know, you know why I did that? You know why I said that? Because I needed to see if he'd give me permission to believe in something for him. And it, and it, and it took him back. It caught him off guard. He didn't really understand why I asked that question, but it came from God. I, I did not thought about that, but I said, will you give me permission to pray for you? and he said yeah and i did and he got well it, it th- th- this this thing it's it's not about it's not about me or you it's 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 available for all of us but we've got to do the work in the right way not the natural work you're not going to do enough work in the natural to keep, to be forgiven and and you know in the last hour god's going to come through and save me and do a miracle God's already done all the miracles he's ever going to do. The miraculous manifests now because the church, the body of Christ, does something with what they believe. And they are doing something with what their reasoning minds are trying to convince them is not going to happen. Because the devil's out there to convince you. God is not true to his word and he will not come through with what he said he would do. Yeah, yeah, by his stripes you're healed, yeah. Whatever. See, when someone talks like that, they've listened to their reasoning mind, and they've become convinced that the Word isn't true. I want to know more than ever before how the Word is true. You, you, in, In Acts chapter 3, look at that real quick as I end this. In Acts chapter 3, <clears throat> Actually, look at Acts chapter 2 and verse 36. This is after the day of Pentecost. This is Peter and John preaching to the people, and he said in verse 36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, Repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises to you and to your children and to all who are far off. Man, he's talking about me right there. Notice he said that. He said, "For the promises to you and to your children and to Bert Wimberly." You see my name right there. That's my middle name. A far off, right? And afar off, as many as the Lord God will call. Who's he called? Everybody. He didn't, not that one would perish, but all come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Right? This is how this happened. Look in chapter 3. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms? And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. And he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. Here's his prayer to speak to this man, and this prayer right here, caused this man to be healed, he said. He said, "Silver and gold have I none, but what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk." And he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Now listen to me. You do a rewind over the last, however many days, forty. 70, 80, 90, you do a rewind from this day right here back to when Jesus first was resurrected and then he spent 40 days with them, And then they were 30 plus days uh, tearing in the upper room waiting for the power of the Holy Ghost. All of that time, they're practicing on each other, walking in love, in forgiveness, they're remembering all the Holy Ghost. Is, the, the, the Holy Ghost had, had, had come in and on them before the day of Pentecost and given them a little piece of something and was revealing to, him, to all of them all the things that Jesus said. And all of a sudden, in these times, they're remembering all this. They're working on themselves. And when the day of Pentecost came, and all that happened as he was preaching to them, and this situation right here, he said, You know what? I'm going to tell you what I have. I've got power in the name. And in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Grabbed his hand. I mean, the guy had been there from deformed from birth. Pulled him up, raised him up. I mean, have you ever known someone that was not altogether from birth? And now they're 30, 40, 50 years old. I mean, the natural reasoning mind looks at that condition and it looks impossible. See, but because... They had been dealing with their hearts. What happened is the miraculous evolved and he found himself not giving into his reasoning mind and saying, man, I can't pray for that guy, you know, how could I do that? Because he had been, behind the scenes, he had been working on his heart. So his heart was so open to the things of the Spirit that the things of the Spirit became, became common in a, in a good way. Things of the Spirit are what, now this is natural. This is, this is the way it was in the Garden of Eden before Adam and Eve sinned. This was a natural thing. Now, now this healing thing, is it's real. Rise up and walk, and he, and he began to walk. Why? Because he had been dealing with himself. He had faith in the power that was in the name of Jesus, and what he said came to pass. And I'm telling you, it's no different for you and I than it was for Peter and John right then. It's no different. Amen? Amen? we have to spend our days dealing with our reasoning mind and doing God's will in every given situation we find ourselves in and if you will do that I, I can I, I, I tell you this 110% I guarantee you, the evolving of the miraculous and that miraculous is empowered by the name of Jesus when we pray for people what i what i want more and more all the time is you never you you never saw you you see different you see different accounts of people that penned the gospels that give their account of what jesus did so you can see two or three or four different accounts of the same thing that happened but very rarely do you ever see jesus healing somebody or praying for somebody or doing something the same way twice you know what that says he had to hear from the Father. He only spoke those things that Father said speak. Right? But do you notice when Jesus prayed for people, it was not a whole sermon. It was just, be well. Your faith has made you whole. Huh? Come out of her. Come to life. Be well. Do, do I mean, just, just one and two and three words or a sentence or something that, that, that was spoken because... God was telling him what to say. God, same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives in us. And the same way Jesus heard from the Father, you and I can hear from the Father every day of our life. Amen? This common world, this natural world, this reasoning world you and I live in does not mean we have to live common, or live in our reasoning minds, or live in our natural self. We are uncommon, uncommon people doing uncommon things from a God that is not common to man. He's uncommon, and I want the uncommon working in me. How about you tonight? Glory to God. Father, we bless